When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey everybody, welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Scott Benjamin. And my name is Ben Bolin. Uh, Scott, you're the auto editor here at our website. Correct. Right. And you are a video guy. Yeah. Video uh, video person and script writer and uh, he's a podcaster. Sort of a renaissance man. Do a little bit of everything. Fa- I'm your favorite co-host. That's true. Thanks, man. You're my favorite co-host. <laughs> and one of the reasons you're my favorite co-host is because you always come up with so many awesome ideas. This is a unique one, isn't it? This this really blew me away, yeah, I have this, to say. This is a, kind of a, I don't know, a little bit of a secret, maybe. This is totally a secret, well, I would say. Some. It's some. It's to most. probably a secret to most people, especially if they're outside of the United Kingdom. Yes, very good. Very so, good. I would, I would say so, unless you just happen to stumble across this thing somehow. Uh, we're talking about the Vintage Mobile Cinema. Yes, so cast your mind back, listeners, if you will, to the 1960s. Mm-hmm. Um, for some people, this was what they recalled as the good old days, right? Yeah. Um, we also saw a lot of out-of-the-box thinking, a lot of innovation, uh, not just in transportation, but in general throughout the world. Uh, however, being a car show, what we are going to focus on today is the... Vintage Mobile Cinema, as you said, Scott, Mm -hmm. uh, which is basically, mm, let's do a little quiz. Oh, sure. Is this, um, we'll do a multiple choice. You already know the answer, okay? (laughs) Okay, so so Vintage Mobile Cinema, is it A, a moving movie theater? Is it B, a moving movie studio where they film movies? Or is it C, an elaborate hoax? The answer is A. The answer is A. Congratulations, yeah. Yeah. guys. Oh, you thank right. you very much. Yeah. <laughs> thank you very much. I feel good about myself now. 100%. Now, the, <laughs> now this thing looks like um, an RV almost. It does. And, the, you know, it's it's enormous. It's a really big vehicle. Um, I've got the, the uh, dimensions on this thing here in a little mm-hmm. bit. But um, 
What it is is it's one of seven vehicles that were built by the uh, by the Ministry of Technology yes. in the United Kingdom. And uh, this is really strange. The, the prime minister at the time in 1967 decided that for the British government, uh, they wanted to promote British industry. Yes. And this is coming out of, uh, well, this is you know, a long time after World War II. However, they were still in this kind of economic downturn and things just weren't going right. So the prime minister decided that uh, it was time to... Uh, and to rally the troops, so to say, and mm. so to speak, and, and get everybody interested again in, in um, production and 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 uh, um, efficiency, and you know the way, ways to do things better, and to make uh, make uh, well make everything a little bit more profitable for yeah. its citizens. Put a and, little fire under the keister of the yeah, British film industry too. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. That's right. And uh, what these things did was it, there were seven of them built, as we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, they are twenty. They're, they're twenty-two seats inside of this vehicle. Now you'd mm-hmm. never guess it looking at it, would you? No, it doesn't look like it can fit twenty-two seats. Uh, and it's it's big. It's but huge. It, but it doesn't look like you could see twenty-two. No, no. It's just a. It, it's more like a. Like you said, like an RV, a mm-hmm. smaller size RV. Not even a. Not even one of the big. Uh, the bu- bus. Not types. one of the charter bus looking. No, ones. No, no. It's kind of one of the in-between size, but uh, it's really a unique-looking vehicle. There are twenty-two mm-hmm. seats, and let's just kind of give the facts here. Yeah. Twenty-two seats inside this thing. Um, it has tiered seating, and that's probably the secret to the whole thing is sure. how they get so many people in there. Yeah. Uh, the screen, I guess, would be at the back end of the vehicle where the door would be. Uh, the back end, and they seat. Yeah, they they. Uh, it's like if you walk in, you you walk upstairs towards the front of the vehicle, towards, ah, yes, towards yes. Uh, like where the cab of the vehicle would be, mm-hmm. and you look the opposite way. Like if you were driving down the road, you'd be looking backwards, ah, yes, if you yes. want to put it that way. Um, the screen is on the back wall. There's a projector at the top, mm-hmm. um, angled up, you know, from up high, mm-hmm. and that's kind of unique. You had a question about this part, because this is one of the most distinctive exterior features on the thing. Yes. Otherwise, you'd have no idea that this was anything special, really. Right. Um, I can describe it. Yeah, there's, go ahead. There's a uh, segmented... Uh, panoramic view window. It's almost like a, a bay window, but it's rounded. It's a big dome. It's a huge dome. Yeah. And uh, when when Scott, when you were first showing me the pictures, I was doing some research about this. My question was basically, what the heck is going on up there? Yeah. What yeah. is that doing? Well, it's a, it's it turns out it's the projection room or the projection mm-hmm. area where the projectionist mm-hmm. uh, would sit during the during the films. And, uh, you know, because at the time there was a projector with film. Right. And so somebody had to be up there to operate that machinery and uh, make sure everything was going right. And you could also kind of, I think there were some windows up there they could peek through and see the audience, make sure mm-hmm. everything was okay in there and the film was going well. Um, but what they did was they showed, um, they showed these, these, uh, ah, what, what kind of, inspirational almost films you know like they would say it was uh industry films that were really slanted towards production and efficiency Mm -hmm. and and uh getting the i guess giving the most of yourself in order to make uh, your company more profitable Mm -hmm. so they would uh they would kind of customize these messages that they would go out with in these in these vehicles and they'd have a trailer in tow as well yes it was also built by the same company which uh which is the coventry steel canvas company Right. Yes. And uh, th- that's who did the coach work for this whole thing. Um, they made the trailers also, and uh, they would have these these specialized, um, I, I guess, uh, um, displays that they would bring along with them. Where they would have a, a small meeting table, maybe in the middle. They could discuss parts, you know, across this little meeting table in this trailer. Um, have you know, view the film next door in the in the. Uh, the, the the cinema they didn't call it vintage cinema at the time but it's no. the, the mobile cinema I guess 
Um, so it's just an interesting, interesting vehicle, and it's a, it's quite a unique find because, like we said, there's said there were seven built, only one of them remains now. Yes. Speaking of extraordinary finds, Scott, uh, this last surviving mobile cinema, a Bedford SB3, was sitting in a field, just out in a field, for 14 years. Unbelievable. Let's go ahead and relieve the tension for everybody sitting on the edge of their car seat right now and let you know that they did manage to save this one. Yes, they did. And it was an uphill journey. I think uh, if you go to their website where they talk about the mobile cinema, uh, you can see the restoration work they had to do, mm-hmm. which was much, much more than... How did they put it, Scott? They said it's way more than slapping a new coat of paint on there. Something like that, yeah. yeah. And I, I watched a little bit of the video of them putting this together, because you can catch some YouTube videos mm-hmm. of this thing uh, in different levels of restoration. And uh, the owners, uh, there's two people that own it now, um, Ollie Halls and Emma Gifford. Yes. And uh, the two of them are now touring in this vehicle. We'll talk about that in a mm-hmm. little bit. But uh, they they purchased the vehicle... For 1,200 pounds. I don't know what that would be in dollars, U.S. dollars. I'm not sure. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, it's more than $1,200. That's right, more than $1,200, whatever that would be. I, I think 
And just a rough guess. I thought a pound was around a dollar eighty or something. Yeah, like that. so it'd be it'd be a little little less than twenty four hundred dollars. Okay, something like that. Um, but they have uh, put about at the time of this video that I saw, they had put about nine to ten thousand pounds into the restoration mm-hmm. at this point. So you're talking about nearly twenty thousand dollars additional in restoration work. And I know that they weren't done at that time because I've seen it further than yeah, what further it was. Along. Yeah, I mean, including some of the equipment that they uh, that they've added because. Um, I know that, you know, originally that it had a film projector that we talked about. Right. Now it has a high-quality digital projection unit mm-hmm. uh, that hangs in the ceiling, and uh, it does have, like, you know, Dolby surround sound and the, sure. the seats and everything that they put in there were custom-made. and Blu-ray um, player. It, exactly, yeah. There's there's mm-hmm. a, a lot of high-tech advancements. You know, the, they said that the only way that they strayed from the original was that they went for the comfort and safety of the passengers and the, the mm-hmm. viewers. So um, everything else is original on this thing. I mean, they tried to keep original, um, you know, original the, instruments. The mm-hmm. the exterior looks original. Everything everything else about it is original. And the seats actually uh, do go back to the 1930s. Oh, I do they? they? I think they fixed them up uh, pretty extensively. Hmm. So it's a little unclear whether it's the actual uh, original seating or whether it was just sort of rebuilt to look that way. Interesting. It almost seems like that'd be one of the things that would be looted in mm-hmm. the thing, you know, when, the, when it was in the field. Because I know that um, someone had stolen the transmission, I believe, out of the vehicle. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. And, of course, the engine had seized up. So it's got a new, bigger engine. I think was, mm-hmm. that was part of the difficulty in, in the restoration was getting yes. this newer, bigger engine inside this thing, a big mm-hmm. diesel engine. And, of course, then, you know, trying to find a transmission that would fit as well and mm-hmm. uh, something about handmade gears, but I'm not sure if that's true. It might have been just a gear shift. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I couldn't really tell. A lot of work, though, right? Yeah, they they had to replace the uh, the dome, uh, mm-hmm. the glass work in the dome, and I think that's about it because it was just too weathered to uh, to make it. Yeah, you guys have to check out this dome. It's really crazy. Cool. Um, now, let's see if you are looking for this vehicle. If you're lucky enough to live in the area of Devon, England, then uh, you should have already heard of this thing. Oh, it's yeah. been around since, uh, I think, summer of 2010, maybe? Yeah, that's right. It's, it's relatively recent that it's been back on tour. Mm-hmm. And they're actually, they're not only are they showing uh, a bunch of films that are not limited to uh, the pro-efficiency pieces that Scott and I talked about earlier, that sort of range from inspirational to propaganda, you know, it's sort of up to you to decide Sure, the that company one. line. Yeah, they tow a company line, definitely. Sure. Or they did. They did. Now they're free agents, and they can they can show uh, whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and there's still a great love of British cinema there. And this is a neat thing. If you are a filmmaker, now our guest producer Tyler might be interested to hear this too. If you are a filmmaker, you can submit uh, your work to uh now it's not a guarantee that they're oh. going to show it but you can submit it to them for consideration to show in the mobile cinema well that's really cool i didn't know that i know we should make a movie you dude. know I, I went today to uh to the website mm-hmm. uh, just to check up on it see where it was right now and uh they're making a tour of museums and schools and mm-hmm. they've got just it seems like every day there's something going on they have travel days marked out in between you know to get to and from places so they're not mm-hmm. they're not trailering this thing around they're driving it to the the separate or the second location right um but i mean really what they're doing is like museum tours they're doing um you know 
private events. Yeah. You can you can hire this thing out. You can have it show you know the movie that you select. I mean, I guess if you're a filmmaker and you, you wanted to hire it for a private event, a, a viewing of your of your movie, you could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess they're showing a lot of archive films and um, you know museum. Um, independent films right yeah. now. So that's that's kind of the uh, the idea behind this thing and what they're doing. I've got uh, – oh, I've got the official launch date. When they relaunched, it was May 2010. Oh, okay. So, so they've been there since then. Yeah, nearly a year. Nearly a year, which nearly is a year. good on them. I've got a surprise for you, Scott. Oh, good. I mentioned it, I think, yeah, before. Um, now, Scott and I usually try to surprise each other during a, a podcast, but you, I don't know if you know this one, man. Um, they're getting a TV show. What? On BBC Two. A TV show? Uh-huh. A uh, weekly TV show? Or how's this going to work? Well, I mean, is it a, a one-time shot? Okay. So this, uh, they're coming out with a show on, on BBC Two Daytime. This is from the press release, which was in September 2010. Um, Melvin Bragg's going to present a brand new series for BBC Two on the daytime, retelling the fascinating stories how about how life in Britain used to be through the film collections of the British Film Institute and Regional Film Archives. Now, throughout the series, Melvin Bragg will be touring the country in the UK's only surviving vintage mobile cinema, which, of course, now we and our listeners know all about. So he will be, through the run of the show, touring in the cinema. Oh, very cool. People. So that, that yeah. will be the backdrop for the whole program, really. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, that's very cool. And Very cool. You know, man, I... I love entrepreneurs personally, and I just cannot express how happy I am for these two people to be able to take what everybody probably told them, frankly. It was a crazy idea. Oh, sure. Yeah, you're going to buy that pile of junk that's sitting in the field for the last 15 years. Yeah. And uh, you're going to do what with it? You're going to put 20-some thousand dollars into this? Okay, brief aside, Scott, um, one of the reasons this kind of stuff is close to my heart is because I was in a similar situation Way back in the days of yore, when I was just a, a ruddy-faced uh, sophomore in high school, you know, uh, big dreams. Sure. And, um, we had this Christmas tree farm a few miles down the way from us. Um, and for years, the owner of this farm had been trying to sell a 1960s fire engine. Mm, oh, very cool. Uh, yeah, and I really really want like i tried everything with my parents i was talking working deals contacting my extended family yeah and my dream was that i would have this thing and i would restore it and become the coolest person in stockbridge well, high school sure of course yeah. um didn't work out hmm. and uh you know what it probably is for the best now looking back I don't know. Fire trucks are pretty cool. I know. I would vintage fire trucks. I would still have it, right? Yeah. It might be all I had, but um. So there's something. I think there's uh, something about the idea of restoring a an unusual vehicle and being able to bring it back to the modern day. Uh, that that sort of calls to anybody who's a fan of cars. Sure. I mean, this is a one and only. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, one of seven, and it's the only existing vehicle that they know of. I mean, other ones, I guess the other ones were, uh, as they put it in the video, I think they were pressed into other service at some point. Right. Yeah, uh, you yeah. know, so they were, they were just made into cargo vans or whatever they were made mm-hmm. into. Uh, some probably just rotted away. Yeah. Um, sadly, or were cannibalized for parts for other vehicles. And, um, you know, this one, for it to live this long and for someone to spot it, for someone to, you know, notice that there's some some value to this vehicle to haul it out, and then to follow through with the restoration. That's great. 
Good yeah. for them. I mean, and and to make it profitable too. I would assume it's a profitable venture or, or something similar. I mean, they're they're getting their own TV series at this point, so it's clearly something that they can do full time. You know, making money with this thing and uh, something that they love. So good for them. Yeah, you know, we love interesting jobs. It'd be mm-hmm. awesome to uh, be able to describe your job as, oh, I run the Vintage Mobile Cinema. That would be really cool. Own and operate. Yes. Very cool. Hey, Ben, you know how I've been lo- watching a lot of movies recently? Right. Yeah. Right, we're doing this kind of Netflix thing, and, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm telling you, you're not going to believe, you know, when I when I mention this title, you're not going to believe why I'm actually mentioning this or tying it in with car stuff, but it fits. All right. Well, All right. I'll hear you out. All right. Tommy Boy. What the wait? The Chris Farley, David Spade. That's Tommy the one. Boy. Yeah, yeah. And you're gonna, you're gonna laugh, but you know when you think back to this, and, and I think a lot of our listeners are gonna be key on this right away. Another star in that film, besides you know Farley and, and David Spade, a 1967 Belvedere GTX that they were making a cross country trip in. Yeah. You know that was a cool car. It was that blue green kind of vehicle. Mm-hmm. It was convertible, um, and man, they they destroyed that thing. They demolished it. Yeah. I, I'm just laughing because when you're right, man, you're so right when yeah. you first said Tommy Boy. Yeah, you remember when like he's at the gas station and he backs up the car and the door rips off and, and then mm-hmm. he puts he just places it back on so when uh-huh. the spade opens it he says, What did you do? <laughs> you know, it's like that just moments like that are so funny. And you know, they end up with a deer in the back seat yeah. and God, what a great film. But it's it's Again, it's one of these like you know lots of lots of uh, driving scenes, mm-hmm. lots of shots of the car on the road, you know, just out doing what they're supposed to be doing in a in a car like that. I mean, taking a, a nice long road trip, it's really cool. I'm a huge Chris Farley fan, man. Do yeah, you remember? Me too. Uh, did you? Who is? What was his favorite? His favorite SNL gag to you? To me, uh, maybe the uh, motivational speaker, the down by the river guy. Yeah. Oh man, yes. Yeah, I can't remember the guy's name. I'll have to. I'll have to. Look All that I up, remember but, uh, is him screaming down in a van. Yep. By the river, and flopping onto that uh, <laughs> onto the coffee table and destroying it. Yeah, that was cool. I'm sorry, I've turned this into the. That's Chris all right, Farley but t- but really, Tommy Boy. It's from mm-hmm. 1995. It's a cool film, and there's a lot of shots of this uh, this this 1967 Belvedere GTS, which is a great car. It is, and I hope that and I, I hope hate to see survived. what happens. Yeah. I hate to see what happens to it. No, it didn't survive, Ben. Well, can't they movie magic it somehow no. and put no. it back? To- it's done. All right, it's over. That car was destroyed. You're right. You're probably right. I'm just I'm denying it. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. 
Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, I guess uh, that's going to wrap it up for us here today. I think so. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and head out, uh, maybe watch a movie, but have to do it in a stationary room. Yeah, not in style like in the uh, vintage world. Yeah, not like the uh, not like the fancy folks over there. Mm-hmm. But um, in the meantime, while we're uh, pursuing our dreams of mobile cinema, uh, let us know if you guys have any sort of unique historic vehicles that you'd like us to cover. You can contact us on Facebook and Twitter. You can contact us on our website, of course. And if you want to talk directly to us, the best way to do it is to email us at carstuff at discovery.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at howstuffworks.com. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids. No plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. (laughs) You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions... Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.